0: God bless you brothers and sisters this is brother Leonard it's a great day to be alive it's a great day to be in the kingdom of God It's a great thing to know that God has accepted me and the beloved that he's adopted us into the family of God We are his children and as his children we have benefits y'all just like it is Your children have benefits with you well we have benefits with God because he's our father Why is it so hard to believe That we can pray to God and have a relationship with him. Why is it so difficult for people to believe that if you're born of God, that you're born of his DNA, you know, that you've been made in his image and his likeness? Why is it so hard for people to understand that God answers prayer and that God values what we think? And that God understands what we're going through. I mean, why is that so difficult? You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he walked the earth as a man. Although he was God, he was yet 100% man. And so why is it so difficult to believe that God absolutely understands where we are, how we feel, what we're doing, and everything else? He understands our weaknesses. He understands our proclivities. He understands the things that drive us or the things that cause us to miss the mark. He understands uh, the things that you're facing, the addictions that you're going through, the things that you don't want to talk to nobody about. He understands absolutely to the fullest degree. God understands. He understands the embarrassment of what you're doing in the dark, the things that if you don't stop, they're going to manifest in the light. He understands those things. He understands that you want to live right, that you want to do the right thing, that you're trying to do the right thing. But when you try to do the right thing, evil is present with you. He understands. He absolutely understands. You have to know that you have a father who cares about you. You have a father who loves you, a father who sent his son to come here and die for us, a father who's concerned about every aspect of our lives, a father who Gave the very best he had. A father who who was so forgiving, who was so loving, that he brought you in. He brought me in. No matter how bad we were, it didn't matter what part of life we were in. When we called out to him, when we cried out to him, he came to us. He rescued us. He saved us. He pulled us out of that Maori clay into his marvelous light. He took us out of darkness, y'all. We have a God who is so good to us. So why is it so hard to believe that um, we're made from him? Like we came from him. If you accept the Jesus as your Lord and savior, that you're born from him and that you have his DNA. Here's the crazy thing. It's, it's so, we so quick to believe that, you know, um, that if we are born from a couple right we should have th- your daddy's DNA right because anytime that the paternity of a pregnancy is questioned or time that that's uh, that's a situation what do we do we always want to have a test done right a DNA test to see if that's really your child because your child, will have your DNA, is that right? Well, look, if we've been born from God, and Second Corinthians five seventeen, it it spells this out clearly. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And so the Bible says that if we've been born of God, we've been born from above. If we've been saved, we've been born from above, that the Holy Spirit regenerated us. And even when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And when we were born, we were born of God's DNA. And why is that so hard to believe? It's so hard to believe that we can approach a holy and a righteous God and be totally righteous and be totally acceptable in his sight. Why is that so hard to believe? I guess because we've been programmed that we're just sinners uh, saved by grace or we were the lowest of the lowest, the lowest sinner. And I don't deserve to come to God. But I'm telling you, when you accept Jesus, he made you holy. He made you righteous. He made you unreprovable in God's sight. So when you come to God, right, and you need something and you need to talk to him or you have a relationship with him. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a privilege that he gives you as his people. Listen, the beautiful thing is we don't need priests. We don't need preachers. We don't need clergymen or women to go before us on our behalf. We don't need, we can go directly to God in the time of trouble. And God wants us to have a relationship with him, just like you have with your children, right? Right just like you had with your parents. Think about it. You had a relationship with your parents. You fellowship with them. You talked to them every day as they raised you. And when you got grown, right, most of y'all that had good relationships with your parents, you went back, you called your parents every day to check on them to see how they were doing. And if you needed anything, they typically came to your rescue, right? Well, God wants to have that kind of relationship with us so that you'll know it's all right to come to him. It's all right to pray to him and it's all right to expect an answer to your prayer. The worst thing in the world is to believe that we have a God who's not interested in the things that we're going through. That's crazy. That's not a relationship. Listen, I love my children and I'll do anything in the world for them. And I know God loves me and he'll do anything in the world for me. So time out for thinking that we serve a God who's not interested In meeting our needs, he promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ away with this mentality. That somehow, someway, we're not worthy to come to God. If you accept that Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he made you worthy. He made you holy. He made you righteous so that you can come to God anytime you need to. He wants to have a relationship with you. He loves it when you call Abba Father. When you say, Daddy, I need you. I can't do this without you. He wants to have that trust between you and him where he can trust you to do the things that you can do, just like you trusted your children, right? And so God wants to have that trust with us. He wants us to to be able to come in and just say, Daddy, look, this is the kind of day I had. Or I didn't have a very good day today. Or forgive me because I, I didn't do right today. Or forgive me because I said the wrong thing. Or Father, forgive me. Because uh, this happened or that happened. He wants us to be able to come to him, not run from him. Especially when you miss it, when you miss the mark and you mess up, why are you running away from God? You need to run to God. Stop running away from him. Many of you guys are stuck in secret sins. You think people don't see you and they don't. But God does. His eyes run to and fro throughout all the earth. And he knows exactly what you're doing in secret he knows those things that you've been in bondage to. You know, you got born again, you got saved, right? And some of those things fell off, but you were still dealing with some of these other things. Maybe it's because you didn't join up with a good Bible-believing church. I don't know what happened. Or maybe, you know, you just needed further ministering concerning some things. I know I had to uh, go through several uh, different things situations, you know, because even after I got saved, there were a lot of things that God delivered me from. I know right there when I got saved that day, many, many years ago, but still guys, there were things that, that I was doing that I wasn't proud of and I was a Christian. And so I know if you're doing these things, um, I'm telling you, it's not good. And the problem you have is that Satan, he's the God of this world. Satan is the one who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He's the killer. He's the thief. And you know what? If you're doing things in your life that stink, it it will attract flies, right? In your case, if you're doing things in the dark that you shouldn't be doing, you're going to attract devils. You're going to attract devils that are going to begin to mess your life up. So you can't live any way you want to and think that it's okay because it's not and you have to understand that it's not okay and so what you need to do right at this point is get in the word and you have to stay in the word you need to read that bible every day listen to the word every day i you know I, it 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 pains me to watch some christians um and they the listen to the things that they say You know, the things they 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 talk about, you know, as if as if God um, is not important, you know, they read their Bibles maybe once a week or they go to church and then they don't read their Bibles throughout the week. And they don't understand that it's the word of God that's going to bring deliverance in any situation. The reason why most folks haven't gotten delivered totally from whatever it is that they're stuck in. Is because they won't trust the word of God. They won't get in the word and meditate the word, right? Because the word will cause you to grow. The word is what cleanses your mind. And I'm going to tell you, the thing about sin is that it first starts in your mind, right? And if your mind hasn't been cleansed by the word of God, then obviously the things that you were saved out of will become a factor in your life as you're trying to move forward. When the Bible clearly says to lay aside every sin and the weight that so easily besets you so that you can run this race with patience so that you can run this race and be successful. And so when these things are trying to grab you and and get a hold of you, you have to have some word to be able to help you. The word is what seems to break those um, those thoughts, cause those thoughts to to break and and to be uh cast down as you use the word of god right you can cast down every thought that exalt itself against the knowledge of god and you can bring it bring those things into captivity into the obedience of christ the reason why you can't get free of some of that stuff is because you you're thinking about it you know and if you're thinking about it then you're going to bring these things into fruition and i want you to remember this rule this concept That I was taught many, many years ago by one of my pastors, you know, as I was, uh, as I was coming up in the Lord, he told me, he said, if you sow a thought, you're going to reap an action. And if you sow an action, you're going to reap a habit. And if you sow a habit, you're going to reap a lifestyle. And a lifestyle of that kind of thinking is a lifestyle of destruction. So remember that. You sow a thought, you will reap an action. You sow an action, you'll reap a habit. You sow a habit, you'll reap a lifestyle. And so as you take these thoughts and you dwell on them, these thoughts become action. There's no way that you can do this stuff, man. You can't, some of y'all, stop watching the movies. Stop watching the stuff that's making you engage in all this craziness that you're doing. You know, you can't sit up there and watch Two and three hours of, uh, you know, sexually explicit items on TV or movies on TV and then think that you're going to walk away from that unscathed, especially if you're struggling with pornography and things like that. You're never going to get free of that stuff because you always leave a door open and you have to be able to close that door. And the word of God is what gives you the power and the strength to be able to pull those strongholds down. Now you have a weapon. You know, when when Satan came and tempted Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus didn't yell and scream at him and, and 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 run around the wilderness all lost and didn't know what to do. He spoke to the devil and he told him, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord, thy God and him only shall thou serve. You know, he dealt with the devil through the word of God. And the same way he dealt with Satan is the same way we have to deal with him. There's only one way to deal with Satan, y'all, and that's through the word of God, and he's going to bring the thoughts, but if you're there playing in his dimension, if you're playing on his field, right, then he's going to beat your brains out, and you're never going to get free. If alcohol runs in your family, right, alcoholism, brother, runs in your family, and you're sitting up there sipping on uh, gin or you're sipping on something, then you're setting yourself up for failure, because alcoholism runs in your family and clearly it's an issue. So why are you dabbling in it, right? Because what's going to happen, it's the same thing that overtook your relatives and it's the same thing that's going to overtake you. So you have to stand against it and don't give it an open door in your life. Don't make yourself develop a taste for something that try to destroy your family. Why are you going to do that? You're made from their DNA. And obviously, there was an attraction to alcohol in the, in your DNA, and so don't give in to that. If you know that, then stay away from alcohol. The same thing with drugs. If you know that, then stay away from drugs. It's not okay to be sipping, uh, be, to be uh, puffing and huffing on uh, on cigarettes and 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 marijuana. You know, cigarettes and 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 now they have vapes, THC vapes that you can get. It's not okay. Because that stuff, it gets down in your system. And here's the crazy thing. If you begin to use it, you can expect that somehow, some way, one day your children are going to try it. Because it's a generational curse. And it will set up a generational curse in your life. You can't get free of that stuff. Not if you're going to keep doing it. So what you have to do is make a decision and draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Right? And you have to control what your eyes see. You have to control what your ears hear. These are things that you have to control. And you have the total control over that. So that you don't become a victim of that kind of behavior. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you. God wants to help you. But you got to help yourself. And what I mean by that is you got to be willing to step away from all this craziness that you're doing. You know, if you're willing, because some people, let's face it, they don't want to be free. They love playing with their, um, you know, their pornography. They love playing with with their drugs. They love playing with their alcohol because they don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to get free. So there's nothing that you can do for them except pray for them. And hopefully one day the Lord can open their eyes so they can see. So brothers and sisters, I need you to know that God, he he wants us to recognize that we absolutely can have a relationship with him. And he wants us to de- develop that relationship. And we got to do that through getting in the word of God. I'm tired of water, just flaky Christians, you know, that, that won't even try to live right. And then go out and proclaim that they are... are uh, that, that, that they love the Lord. They love their sin more than they love the Lord. Because they always plan in it. They want to be in it. That's not loving the Lord. If you love the Lord, you try to get out of that stuff and get away from it. And who the son sets free is free indeed. He's already set you free from that. So anyway, those are just some thoughts that, that uh, really <laughs> came to my mind as I... Uh, As I was kind of sitting, sitting down in my car, uh, waiting on my wife and um, in these thoughts that really just came to my heart to share with you. But here's what I want to tell you, that if you're not saved and you haven't never received uh, received Christ into your heart, now is the time to do so. And what you want to do is. You want to pray pray this prayer and just repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Lord, I repent of my sins, and I need you right now. So thank you for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you pray that prayer, you save. You need to get into a good Bible-believing church and get you a good Bible. Download a Bible app. Right. And start getting in the word of God and stop being a flaky Christian. Right. It's easy to be a flaky Christian. But it's tough when you when you really want to live for the Lord and do the things that he called you to do. Well, brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. And uh, I want you to have a blessed week this week and always keep the word of God forefront uh, in your eyes and your heart, your mind. And wherever you go, understand that God is always with you. So, this is Brother Leonard. I want you all to have a great week. I'm out. Peace.